mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. All right, got a text message in a second ago. I'm not sure I can argue with. Sissies drive Teslas, real men drive Ram trucks. <laughs> well, it could be a, any truck, but... Yeah. Now, yeah. back to the conversation on the 91 Dakota. And if you're still listening, somebody texted in and said, hey, what if you change tire size on that? Would it help that hunting problem? It could. That That's that's definitely... It might just change the speed that it does that it. That it hunts. And, and because it's... And a, probably will. Now, if it's a, a different speed that works for that right. person, yeah. for... Uh, for Rico, then hey, you know, then then Rico, that might be an answer. On the same token, Rico, I hope I'm not overstepping my bounds, but there are better vehicles out there that you could own and drive than a '91 Dakota. And if that vehicle is still running and has some value, and you think you could sell it to somebody, maybe as a first-time vehicle, a you know younger kid where they're just looking for basic transportation, you, for example, could own a '91 Chevy pickup that was by far in that era, a better vehicle. Not because I'm a GM guy, but just because I... You looked at the three brands in 91. Chevy, Ford, and Dodge. And the only vehicle to buy was the Chevy. Because the Dodges and the Fords were junk. I'm sorry, they just were. Their fuel management system, because it was early, pre-OBD2, lots of things going on. There, there wasn't the continuity that there is with OBD2. And because of that... Uh, and and other factors as well. The Dodges and Fords were junk. You could not hardly make them run right when they were brand new, nonetheless, 30 years later. The Chevys, on the other hand, with the throttle body injection, they were pretty tough to beat. They actually, they may not have made the most power, but they ran and ran and ran, and you could get 300,000 miles out of one of those vehicles with no problem. And there's still a lot of those on the road today, and that's why you still see them floating around. So not saying you got to go out tomorrow and sell that 91, but you will most likely never fix that hunting problem. Right. Even with different tire yeah. size, you're just going to move where the hunt comes in. Yeah. That's all. Put a smaller tire on, it'll be... It'll come in sooner. 50, yeah. If you put a bigger tire on it, it'll come in a little later. Now, yeah. if you can put a bigger tire on it and have it come in at a different speed that you don't normally drive at, maybe that's an option, but... You'd have to play with that, and you're spending money on a 91 Dakota that I honestly, I'll just, I'll step out and say it. I wouldn't spend 10 cents on. It's a 91 Dakota. It's, it's not, if it runs and you could sell it to a first time driver, do so because it's not worth putting any money into because there's no value there. I'm just being honest. That vehicle down the road will not have any value. The 91 Chevy will. That will actually become a collector at some point and will be in higher demand. You'll make money on the Chevy. You'll lose money on the Dakota. Did I say that correctly? Yeah. Don't, I'm not trying to be rude. It's just the facts. Yeah. It's just how it is. I mean, 
the Chevy pickups weren't all that much bigger than the Dakotas. The Dakotas is a smaller truck, but it's and the Chevy's got better mileage. Yeah, yeah, you can by far. Yeah, even the, the fuel the economy V8, was even yeah. better. Even with the V8 was yeah. better than it was with that V6. Yeah, always got sixteen ish. In some cases, yeah. nineteen. Yeah. yeah, if you drove it right. Yeah. So yeah, way better than what the Dakota did. So anyways, just just a just food yeah. for thought. So yeah. Frank and Littleton, you're next. Go ahead, Frank. I wanted to know, I drove this little 2001 Ford Ranger for about five years, and it ran, 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 but I made one of the biggest mistakes a man can make. I poured the wrong solution into the oil, and I screwed up the engine. I wanted to know what a guy could do, because I can't afford to put in a new engine. Could I, you think I'd just salvage the thing or just try to sell it as is or, uh, you know, or donate it? I kind of at a crossroads. It's in real nice shape, but I hate to see it just go to junk. Yeah, those would be your three options, really. Um, Yeah. You know, yeah, whether you get more for a tax credit if you donate it or if you, yeah, or if you just sell it for scrap. Yeah. Yep. Okay, just wanted to know. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, unfortunately. That's another one too, you know, Frank, where yeah. I hate to hate I, to say this, but the the truck itself even with a good engine just isn't worth a lot of money anymore. I know, I know. That's the that's well, the I downside. To, yeah. I have to tell you the stupid thing I did to it. Let's hear it. Uh I went to Napa and I asked him, I got a little oil leak. Can you give me a solution to put in there to kind of help it? And he gave it to me. I walked out the door, lifted up the hood, and put it in the oil. And then I looked at the bottle, and it was for the, uh, it was supposed to go into the antifreeze. Oh, no. And And how long did you run it that way? It went about a quarter mile, and then my gauges went crazy, and I pulled over, and I go, oh, my Lord. Oh, no. Yeah, I don't think there's much you can do to save that, yeah. Frank. Yeah. Yeah. V6, was it a four liter? Yep. Mm, no. That's too yeah. Bad. yeah. Yeah. That's too bad. Those are good yeah. trucks. V6. Yeah. V6. I yeah. drove it forever. Well, yeah. thanks a lot. I'm, sad. I'm sorry, Frank. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah, sad because that, that's, that's, those actually were, were pretty decent vehicles. Same, same deal, though, as I said a moment ago. The 91s, unfortunately, Ford. Uh, Dodges were the worst, Fords were second to the worst, and the GM units were pretty decent. Their throttle body injection worked pretty well. Uh, but th- that 91 Ford, actually, the four liters, once they ran well and you had everything, all all the bugs worked out, they 01. were actually a good vehicle. That yeah. was an 01. Oh, t- sorry, yeah, 2001, 01. not yeah. a 91. 2000, yeah. The 2001s yeah, they, by then were good. Yeah, exactly. And even the 91s, you know, once you ha- yeah. got those running back in the day, they were okay as well, but the 2001 yeah. was good. I had that two-point, or that uh, 95 Explorer with close to 300k on it on that four liter that you know still, can't argue that it didn't go through any oil it didn't smoke it started up every time it you was can't a, just yeah a good vehicle can't yeah. can't argue that and I, I get a lot of questions by the way on some of the older vehicles you know what what do you buy and you know what's still uh available parts wise and so on and really folks it's a it's a case-by-case basis right I wish I could just make a blanket statement and say well buy this or or buy you know buy this year and above and you're going to be okay We've, we're learning, even from you all that call in, there are some vehicles on the road today that are 10 years old is all. So we're talking, you know, 2012, 2013 vehicles that you cannot find a part for. Right. 
So it really does come down to the vehicle. One rule of thumb, though, is typically, not always, but typically, the more popular the vehicle was and the more they sold of it, the longer you're going to be able to find parts for the it. The longer the production was, too. Yep. And exactly. usually they kept that one running longer, which means it was easier to find. Yeah. You know, Take small block Chevys, for example. They haven't made the actual first-gen small blocks since the early 90s. Yet, you could go out today and find parts for even a 55 Chevy small block all day long. Exactly. They're still around. They're getting harder because a lot of guys have taken those and have built other things with them and so on. And there's not a a plethora of them like there once was. It's not like they're on every corner, but you can still find. That's the example of what we're talking about. So, Chris, you're you're Chris and Centennial. You're next. Go ahead. Hey, John, this is Chris with Centennial, and I texted you a week or so ago about my draw on my 2007 avalanche oh yeah yeah and i used you know my battery tester or light tester Uh on the battery and pulled every fuse i could find in the truck and it didn't go out um it's a three and a half year old battery which has never given me any you know warning signs that it's getting bad um, and, and when you yeah, were pulling would, all the fuses, you had the dome light off and, you know, the, the oh, plunger yeah. pushed and all that. So, we, yeah, okay, good. Yeah, I, I actually don't ever have my dome light on. The next thing would be with, you know, going through that same process would be to unhook the alternator wire and see if the light goes out. Yeah. Make sure we don't have a draw internally on the alternator. Okay. Because that can happen as well. Because uh, I, I did go... Go ahead, Ken. Oh, you're better off using a amp meter. Amp right. meter. Uh, uh-huh. The test light, you won't. You might not see enough difference because that thing, even on a good day, uh, may still draw or, enough you know, to light right, it. Right, exactly. So, typically, you want about 50 milliamps. Hey, well, really quick, how bright is the light? It's bright. Well, then okay. you yeah. got a full bore. Right, yeah, it, exactly. I mean, if it was a little dim, Ken's right, and we'd want to put a meter on it and see exactly how much you're drawing. But if it's full bright, you got a full bore draw somewhere. Yeah, yeah. And that's an okay. easy way to just you know start kind of figuring where. But, yeah, if that thing is lit up bright like a Christmas tree, yeah. you got a full draw somewhere. Yeah. It's kind of nice to know how much, like when we hook something up, if you've got a half an amp, You've got some module that's staying right. on, or a light bulb, or, right. or something. In your case, you got a shorted yeah. something along those right. lines, right? Exactly. But you got a full board I, draw. Yeah. I did. I charged it up, you know, with a battery charger, and it runs great for you know three to five days. After five or six days of not starting it, it you know goes down. Um, I did go to Batteries Plus, and they tested the battery, and the battery said it's fine. But that was right after I charged it. Um, but then he did put a gauge around the, you know, the positive lead out of the battery uh-huh. for draw, uh-huh. and he and he did draw 0.5 amps. 0. 0.5, so, so that, 500, yeah, okay. 500 milliamps. Yeah, so that's half an amp. Yeah, and you so should be that, 0. 0.05. Okay. Yeah. Point zero eight is like but, about yeah, but max, with your light but, being full bore, I, that sounds low. I with that light being bright, you're drawing more than that. Huh. Yeah, kind of hard to All say. Right. Yeah, but one cop just said you need a new battery, and I was like, I yeah, battery's not it. Yeah, not at half. Not amp. with that. Yeah. You got other half issues. Amp. Um, yeah, 
some of the ones that we found more common on some of those were like the OnStar module and things that might not shut off or that might come on after sitting for a while. Right. They're not supposed to, but they do. So... Well, Ken, could I drop by sometime and no. not have to for an hour? <laughs> of course. It's, you know, That's it, when it, you have to leave it, though. You're right. You're yeah. not going to just drop it. Right. You have to leave it. Yeah. Wait two hours. I, I don't I'm Nope. I'm retired. <laughs> yeah, you need to. <laughs> I know. It's going to be longer than I that. Know. Yeah. I mean, it would be something that we would need to. Because the other thing, too, Chris, that needs to happen is there's some situations where Ken may need to put some instrumentation on that and then let it sit for a while and see if anything goes out after it's sat. Because sometimes you can't just check that circuit instantaneously. Right. Yeah. So modules have to go to sleep. Uh, Right. That's what I should have said. Better better terminology. uh, Thank you. But, you know, it's it's one of those things where, yeah, that's not – it's not just, oh, well, we'll just – get in and find it so we just have to and then sometimes we have to go in and actually unplug certain things too at that point too so it's pulling panels pulling you know right so it, it gets into yeah time for sure winter's coming yes it is just 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 put a main switch on it on your battery on yeah battery. <laughs> exactly you could for temporary you know to temporarily fix it chris you could do that that is that is I mean, an alternative that, that's an option but it is that's, that's a pain because you got to reset everything it is but you, you could yeah. but. okay okay well, you, you thank you you don't have loaner, you don't have loaner cars anymore uh, Dan, do you i do not nope i sure don't okay all right i i got another question regarding oils you know what? Hang tight, uh, Chris. We're up against a break. Give me one second. We'll take a quick break. We'll come right back. And uh, Scott Watley, also hang tight. We'll come right back as well. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. Have an older furnace system? Noticing high energy bills, more breakdowns, are some rooms colder than you'd like? Upgrade to a modern high-efficiency furnace and you can reduce your heating usage by 20 to 40%. Less money spent heating your home and more money to spend doing the things that you enjoy most. Mention this ad and receive $250 off your upgrade to a high-efficiency furnace system. Call 720-442-8842 or visit driveradio.com today. That's 720-442-8842 or go to drive-radio.com for absolute electrical, heating, and air. For quality and service beyond compare, call Absolute Electrical Heating and Air. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, 
He wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. All right, we are back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Chris, really quick. All right, sorry about that. Yeah, I know you had a question on oil. Let's go ahead and take that. Yes. <clears throat> on my uh, Porsche, 84 Porsche 911, it holds uh, 11 quarts of oil. Okay. And it had um, it has 1540 in it. And I happen to have a quart of the same oil, but 2050. Would adding a half a quart to that 11 quarts make a big difference? No. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't even vehicle. notice it. Yeah. I think you ran an oil fine. test on it, they wouldn't know what, right. what viscosity it even is. Okay, because I, you know, I, I had this other quart. Yeah, use it up. Yeah, yeah might as well. Okay. On that car, use it up. Pour it in, use it up. Not going to hurt that's a thing. That's right. Yeah, you, you could put anything. You can almost one. put 2050 in it, period, at that age. That's right. Exactly. And as loose well, as it is, I wouldn't worry about it. Yep. Yeah, well, that's I. I my yeah. first oil change was the 2050, and then someone put the 1540 in it, and I had this extra quart of 2050. Yeah, so use it. Yeah, not gonna bother. You put the whole quart in it. Next oil change, it wouldn't hurt anything. That's right. Ten of the other, and uh, one of that one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, you'll be to, fine. Back, back to the battery issue. Yes. Uh, when I put a, a multi tester on the battery, what should it be? Should it be at least 13 volts? No, 12.8 usually yeah. when you're sitting. 12.6, 12.8 yeah. should be fine. All right, because I've been monitoring it daily, and it was down to 11.4. Yeah, morning. it's got a good draw on it. Yep. Yeah, half an amp is going to. Now, you, you know, since you have that meter, unhook the cables and do what you're doing with the test light and just see what that reads. Yeah. Okay. You just have to uh, go on the amp. Uh, right. Yeah, you just have to go. Not on the volt side, the amp side. Right. So on the amp side, put one on the battery terminal that, is not connected and right. then one on the other because if you go right across the battery they blow no. the fuse in the meter so right. you can't it's not a voltage you're 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 putting a wire between the two correct between the cable and the, battery. And the post so yeah so you're just completing this just like you're doing the test light right now yeah just like you're doing the test light yep okay okay chris yeah thanks for your help you bet appreciate you lines thanks. open 303-477-5600 scott wally what's up sir john ken how are you guys good real good how about yourself it's good, man. Beautiful day out here. Yes, yeah. it is. <laughs> hey, just want to tell you real quick what's coming up on Sports sure. Colorado. 
one, but uh, heard you talking about Chevys a little bit. Man, I got to say, I love my Silverado. But Dan Johnson, Lynn Lyle Chevrolet is going to join us. And Jan, nice. Dan's getting some inventory in. I was over there this morning, so um, that's a good sign for them as well. And uh, but we're spending what, real quick. What's their inventories like, oh, Scott? You know, I mean, they've got some LTZs, some Silverados in, and okay. um, and uh, so. And, you know, there's a couple of things. I've, there's one chip, like, um, you know, with the chip shortage, like where the back of the seat um, is has the proper chip, but then the, 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 the seat cushion does. But then they retrofit that when that chip becomes available, which is really easy. Dan says you just bring it in and, you know, take it an hour and put, yeah. get it. So, yeah, there won't be any problems there. But And I'm telling you, you know, even in these times, Dan's doing a great job. i got to guy flying in from missouri picking up a new tahoe tuesday that nice around missouri it took him a year to get it good and deal Dan, gosh so that worked but um today's a really good show we got I found an insurance company john that's uh insuring guns and your trophies your mounts and all oh, nice. the things and stuff. and um and just real i'll be brief but um it's gunandtrophy.com is the website but you do not have to list serial numbers unless a gun it by itself is valued at $10,000 uh, or more. I see. Okay. okay. And so they do a blanket policy. And so, for example, like a $48,000 blanket policy for your firearms and like all the mounts I have in my house, I just did a policy with them for a year, and it was about four seventy-five a year. That's not bad. <laughs> wow. No everything and i have a lot of mounts now cool thing too like in africa take some africa mounts they take into account what it took you to go and get that animal so they're not paying you for the taxidermy fee i mean like a cape buffalo right now it's a little bit more but like 7500 bucks i see and so it's really a cool show but i'm I'm telling you gunandtrophy.com and i think it's going to help a lot of folks out there so real quick gunandtrophy.com Yes, sir. Okay, perfect. And their website is immaculate. I mean, you can do everything online, but then Larry Cushman, the owner, and uh, his nice. son, Cole, because help you call him. Nice. Yeah, it'll be good. So. Good. Look at that. would be great. I'll listen on my way home. Yeah. Okay, sir. All right, man. Appreciate you, Scott. Have a good one. And that's coming up next on Sportsman of Colorado. Steve in Monument. What's up, Steve? Oh, yeah, John. I just had a question here. I've got... Um, like a 1939 GMC pickup, okay. uh, and, uh, you know, it's just uh, sitting in a field, and I'd like to know what I can do with that in terms of, um, you know, be, uh, advertising it for people that might be interested in either restoring it or might be interested in the parts for it, but just to not have it, you know, sit sit around and do nothing. Right. And I assume it's it's it needs a complete restore. Yeah, yeah, but okay. it's in, it, it's got the rim. I mean, the, the cab is in good shape. Okay. Um, you know, it's got the front fenders, the hood, right? The engine, um, the bumpers. You know, it looks like it probably needs a new uh, a new pickup bed. Sure. With that, but I, I didn't know. I don't know anything about it in terms of whether or not we can. You know, it can be used or salvaged for... Well, I mean, the right collector, yes. There's some salvageable items there. Even the sheet metal is salvageable to the right collector. The key is finding that collector. I 
If it were me, I think, Steve, you could try Facebook Marketplace just to see if there's anybody locally that has any interest in it whatsoever. If you don't get any interest there, you're going to have to go to someplace like Hemmings where you've got a national or even worldwide audience that would, would see it at that point. Okay, all right. Um, so I could just Google Hemmings and find Yeah, out. Yeah, Hemmings.com, H-E-M-M-I-N-G-Y. Or h i m m i n g s hemmings dot com. Okay, well, um, thanks. I appreciate. Yeah, that's that. the other place to go. And, and again, that, those are tough because without it being restored, there for all of you listening, unrestored cars are hard to even value because depending upon its condition, what it's going to take to actually restore it, what kind of a vehicle it is, how rare that particular vehicle is based on its VIN number and so on, you get into all sorts of different things that that happen on those old cars. My uncle, who's an appraiser of those, could even talk more about that than than I can. Of course, you can always have a car appraised, but when they're in the the unrestored condition, where it's not even like a barn find where it's been inside, but literally in this case where it's been out in a field and it's weathered and so on. Honestly, I, I have no idea what, what the value is. It's worth more than, of course, what the scrap iron value is because to the right collector there's some value there. But I also will tell you that it's not as high as a lot of guys, I think, think they are. Right. Because to restore that vehicle, it's $100,000 plus. Yeah. It yeah. just is. Yeah. That's what people are going to spend yeah. to restore a car like that. I mean, paint and body work alone anymore, which has really, we talk about the price of groceries and all those sorts of things. Yeah. I mean, the cost of paint alone, even not counting labor, prep, all of that, but just the paint cost alone on most vehicles today is five grand. Time Minimum. you do your, yeah. your sandpaper, your, your, you know, all of your, all of your you know, expendables, I guess you could say, yeah. uh, the paint itself, all of your thinners and so on, uh, clean up. You, it's five grand. If you just go out and start buying everything to do one car, it, it's not cheap. And that's with you doing. That's with you yeah, doing everything. Right. Exactly. It's extremely expensive yeah. to do. So, so point being, a good solid paint job's 15, 20 grand now. Yeah. The yeah. old yellow truck that a lot of you guys saw me driving around to some of the different remotes and so on, which was done nicely. I had Color Car Works do it, Joaquin over there, put a plug in for him. But we didn't do anything super fancy. We straightened a few things out, uh, took a few emblems off, filled a few holes, uh, put what I would consider to be out of a, probably a 10, being the top quality paint job, about a 7, 10 grand. And that was my deal. And that was several years ago. You wouldn't get that done again today for that. So just gives you an idea of what it costs to even paint a car today. There are no more. There are no longer any five hundred dollars paint jobs left. No, Th- those days flew by years ago. Well, you can do that, but you just have to buy your own rattle cans and paint it in the driveway. Yeah, good <laughs> yeah. luck on even doing it for five hundred because even yeah, those have right. gone up a bunch oh, in yeah. price. Yeah, that's so. Funny. Yeah, uh, the, the $500 paint job, those days have, have long been gone. So, Steve in the Springs, hang tight. We'll come right back and talk to you. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses. 
will look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our driveline belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. With rates on the rise, how do you get the best rate? Take AIM, Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. Did you know that when you get cash out or your FICO score is below a 740 or you're financing a condo versus a single-family home, it will cost you more in rate and fees? Many lenders are charging more. Stop paying it. At Affordable Interest Mortgage, we have lenders that don't charge. Trying to purchase a second home, or is your loan amount considered a high balance or jumbo? There they go again, charging you more. Take AIM, 720-895-0500. Let us show you a loan that doesn't charge more. Seeing a low rate, but not reading the small print, only to realize all the extra costs and fees? Again, stop. Call 720-895-0500. Affordable Interest Mortgage. Quit paying fees and closing costs that are unnecessary. Get a low rate without all the extra cost. Let us show you how to save thousands. Call 720-895-0500 now. Affordable interest mortgage. 720-895-0500. Serving Coloradans for over 20 years. NMLS 298-191. Regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. 
By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right. I had a really quick, Steve. I had somebody asking, too, about the South Dakota license plate registration thing and how you do that on an older car and make all that work and so on. Uh, The website is dirtlegal.com. That's one of them. There's several, by the way, but that's just one. And we've had a listener actually do that, use it, and I can verify that it, in fact, does work. So dirtlegal.com. Go there and you can check out that website for some of you that have older cars that you just don't want to jump through all the hoops. You can do that and hmm. probably save some money at the same time. Steve in Colorado Springs, you're next. Good afternoon, gentlemen. Are you enjoying this fall day? Well, we're going to hey, in about on, half hour, yes. <laughs> hey, on your issue, uh, you just got me thinking. Uh, New Mexico, last time I checked, was 35 bucks to register a car regardless of make, model, and year. And so I'm thinking we just ought to have a house down there, yep. rent it out, and have a P.O. box yep. because of our costs, as you've talked about. Sure. Any. Anywho, which really, really quick, was, Steve, I think you're going to see more and more people start doing that. If the state of Colorado doesn't get some of this nonsense figured out, that's what people are going to do. If a couple million people do that, they'll might figure it out. <laughs> you can already see, and I, I, I asked somebody this the other day. I think I mentioned this on air, but I'll, I'll say it again. You see a lot of Florida license plates now in Colorado. It's not because we have a lot of Floridians that live in Colorado. It's because they have a another home or a family member with a home there and they're registering their car there because it's only a hundred bucks to register your car in florida now i know there's other states of the same way problem is a lot of other states require you to have some sort of an emissions or like delaware it's cheap but you still got to have a state inspection and things like that where the vehicle has to be there florida no hundred bucks off you go yeah you've also made note we've had people that have been here for a couple years with like michigan plates and never Re-registered like it's supposed to do in thirty Steve, days. Steve, there are people with temp tags from twenty twenty still <laughs> running around. They are not looking at that at all. No, right. No. The main reason I called was maybe helpful to your listeners. I was driving around with Chairman and Baby Mama yesterday on appointments, and uh, she got. I said she never looked at this stuff, but it was a message text check cooling. Well, when we have change of seasons, as you know, and the temperatures get cooler, that. Coolant will contract. It's a simple matter of topping it off. Yeah, sure. But some cars will get a check engine light. So, you know, just top it off, be done with it. And I will never get why Benz does such crazy things. This is on the C300. The hood release, you got to look up because it's not in a normal left sidewall on the driver's side. It's tucked up way under the dash. <laughs> and the freaking the, the oil dipstick is way, way back on the firewall right next to the windshield. I'm going... What do you think? Everybody has six foot arms. Anyway, you're right. For people not to, uh, for people to avoid my mistake in the buying process, there was a great 380 SL I saw at a broker. That's in their name, and so I went test drive by my time. I made the mistake of zipping by the house, getting checkbook, writing my check, and I wrote specifically in the contract repairs not to exceed a thousand dollars on the pre-purchase inspection. Anyway, there was like three grand in suspension, two grand just on the driver's seat. 
there was like a 400 pounder that had broken the mechanism, destroyed the leather. So I said, no, no, we're not going to do this. And for like a month, the GM was calling me three times a day. When are you going to pick up your car? I said, I don't think you get it. <laughs> I'm not going to pick up the car. I want the money back. It took a month. Yeah. And this guy was calling three times a day. Jeez. Anyway, just crazy. Last question. We had talked a little while ago about replacing the air suspension socks on a 05 Denali. Yeah. And does um, 450 sound about right to you to do that? For the kit without the air? Yeah, to replace the air yeah, socks. that's about right. Standard Monroe's or KYVs. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Yeah. It's pretty okay, close. Great. great. Appreciate it's your way, insight, way, you know, way less there. than the air suspension. Yeah. Yeah, it's like 1200 bucks. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Thanks, gentlemen. Always that message, always, Thank you, Steve. Appreciate it. Your Appreciate that. What yeah. were you going to say, Ken? I was going to say that message will always be there. Um, can you turn that off? I think there was some of the kits. Can you? There are some that have a just a sensor in there that, uh, or something that you screw into the. There is something basically makes it think it still has air suspension, so you don't get a light. Don't get the message. That would be nice. The light on would drive me nuts. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I of course I'm that guy that probably would spend the money and put the air suspension back on, but yeah, yeah. But I mean, but I get it. I think there are some things that will bypass that to where, yeah, you won't see that message. Okay, so food for thought. Those of you that have some of those older. Uh, Escalades, Tahoes. Uh, well, did the Tahoes have air? I think only the Denali's and the Escalades did. I don't think Tahoes or did Tahoes have air? I, they, they. I might can't remember. Have. Yeah, I can't. Remember. It, regardless, if yeah, you've got one exactly. of those those uh, suburban type vehicles, Yukon suburban vehicles, and they've got the air suspension on the rear, yes, there are kits where you can disable that, put regular suspension or regular shocks back on that and get rid of the air suspension you do lose keep this in mind you do lose some of that self-leveling and things that were with the air suspension when you do that but you have that option to save money on that so food for thought dell in westminster you're up sir yeah john yes sir yeah this is dell hey dell hey dell i'm pretty good hey on that registration deal i will not deal with uh that emissions Maloney, and if you got property out of out of the out of the metropolitan area, you don't have to get an emissions too. For now, yeah, yeah. For They're now, talking about doing I, that statewide. So right now, yes, yeah. you are correct, Dell. And that means everything I got will go to my address in Wyoming because I have most of my vehicles licensed in Wyoming. That's not a bad way to do it. And, I, I, again, I'm not trying to take any money out of the state of Colorado by any means, but I will tell you this. They're getting us at every angle. There's a lot of things that we do that are just absolutely absurd. The police have enough on their hands checking everything else that I can tell you from looking at temp tags that are still running around from, like I said, some of the oldest ones I see are early 2020, and I see them almost daily. I drive enough where I see these things daily that, Dell, I I do not feel one bit bad about telling someone to go out of state to register their car knowing what I know about what's going on. Yeah, Yeah. because, you know, you don't mind paying for, you know, plates and that, but when you start paying for... All of these stinking fees they yep. come up with. Yeah, I'm having to pay for you the know. clerk and recorder hiring fee. What, what, what a bunch of nonsense that is. That yeah. should just come out yeah, of their regular you know. budget. I should not have yeah. a line item for that. Right. Yeah. Plus, I you, they want to do that national parks fee. 
Yep. You have to opt out. Yeah, good reminder. Thank you for that, Dell. Reminder. First of the year, which is just around the corner. That will be an automatic opt-in unless you tell them you don't want that. For registering For registering your vehicle. It's 20. Is it 25 or 29, Dell? Uh, I'm not sure what it is. I, 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 I think it's twenty nine dollars. Don't quote me, but it's yeah. twenty to thirty but bucks. I, I think it's twenty nine, and it is an automatic per vehicle registration for your park fee unless you tell them you want to opt out. It is a manual request opt out, not the other way around. <coughs> it's a joke, uh, but that's going to be there January one. Wow. Yeah, and the other thing with me being a hundred percent disabled, you know, through the I give a special rate for that anyway if I wanted it. Well, then you don't need if to do I it have- on your... And here, here's what's going to happen. It, they, they are going to... They are going to get... I, I could be wrong in this, Dell, but I'll bet you they get over 50% to opt in because they won't know to opt out. Right. And it yeah. is $29. I was correct. And so how do you opt out before your new renewal comes in? Yes, you will have to, there'll be, I'm guessing, even if you do an online deal or whatever, you're going to have to tell them opt out. If you go to the clerk and recorder or DMV, opt out. You have to tell them opt out or it will automatically get added in starting January 1 of 2023. It's just around the corner, folks. Wow, yeah. Okay? And uh, we've given you guys tons of warning, so I don't want to hear on the show... The middle of January. Hey, Guess what's this $29 what? fee? Yeah. I'm giving you fair warning. Right. It's an opt-out program. But So probably when you go to re-register your vehicle online it's or whatever, gonna, it's going to be on there. It's going to be on there, you but have to you'll have to click off. That's right. You have to click it off. Wow. That's right. Okay. There you go. Yeah. So, Good to anyway, know. Anyway, that was mine. The only one I have right now in Colorado that I don't even pay plates for is my DV plates on my trike. Yeah. Uh, nice. Yeah. Dell, good stuff, man. I appreciate it. We've got to take a break. We'll be back. Mike and Highlands Ranch, hang tight. We'll come right back to you as well. Don't forget, that's an opt-out as we get into January 1 on the park fee. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly. And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to chance. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day. 
the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. We all know the chip can be fixed, but who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972 and it still leads the industry in cutting edge technology. Backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company, while other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all. You can trust the original Novus Pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to our website, drive-radio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass, a proud sponsor of Drive Radio. Yes, by the way, on Novus, too, make sure that you guys go and see the guys up in Fort Collins or Sterling, Colorado from Novus, by the way. We'll have them on here in the next week or two also. So, yeah, make sure that if you need anything from them that you tell them you listen to us on Drive Radio, that would be the Fort Collins and Sterling location as well. So thank you guys for that. Mike and Highlands Ranch, you are next. Hey, thanks, John. Uh, a real quick question. I, You've talked about this before. Isn't it incumbent on the seller of a used vehicle to get the emissions done before it changes hands to the buyer? Colorado law says they're supposed to. Very very seldom does that actually happen, Mike. But by Colorado law, yes, that's supposed to happen. Okay. Uh, you know, I was just in a debate over that, and I said, no, it's it's the buyer's response, or the, excuse me, the seller's responsibility to do that. Yes. Uh, on, on private purchases, okay. rarely does anybody do that, yeah. but technically, yes, that's supposed to be the way it works. All right. Well, there you have it. That's a simple question. Thank you You're very, very much. welcome. No, thank you, Mike. I appreciate it very much. And, yes, for everybody, re- re- recap that. If you sell a vehicle in Colorado, dealers are required to. That's a law. They have no choice. And, and if you don't get an emissions test, you go right back to the dealer, they get you one. Private party sale, same thing. The seller is supposed to, doesn't always happen, but the seller is supposed to provide an emissions test with the vehicle when it's sold. Scott in Platteville, you're next. Hey, John, I had a question for you. I got a title question. Sure. Uh, I got a vehicle. My my mother passed away a few years ago, and I I had her vehicle in storage. And uh, her name is still on the title yet, but my sister was the successor for the power of attorney, and she signed the title. But now, when I go down to get this thing registered, do, uh, I, do I, just, I just have to sign on the buyer's side, don't I? Correct. And, and should, do you have a copy of the power attorney and everything with it? Uh, it's just, I can get one from You'll her. need that. Sure. They'll, they'll want you. And okay. there's, a, there's a specific um, motor vehicle power of attorney in Colorado that you should have her fill out just to avoid any issues. 
and they may want to go ahead and see a death certificate as well. Wouldn't be a bad idea to have that and her power of attorney and the title, and then you're going to put it in your name. They're typically pretty good about all that if you have that with you. Okay. Especially out where you live, it shouldn't be a big issue. So does she have to put, I mean, like the odometer reading and that, do you have to? Yeah, you'll have to, I mean, yeah, they'll verify all that because they're going to put title in your name. So, yes, that'll have to be verified. Okay. Not verified, but you you fill it out, and that's their verification is what I should say. Okay. All righty. Yeah, and again, the nice thing is, I will say this, and there's some really good, because I deal with these folks as well on a routine basis. There's some really good folks at clerk and recorders at a lot of the counties in our state. I, I will say that. I'm, I am not judging those individuals. They're simply doing their job and doing what the state tells them to do with the collection of fees and so on. But, Scott, I will say that most of the the DMVs or the you know clerk and recorder, which is where you're going to go, they're pretty good. Now, I will also say this. If you have any issues doing what I just said, just ask for a supervisor. Okay. And they'll step up and help you. And then, like, as I know, like, years ago, I think, do you still have to put a purchase price on there? On this sort of a deal where you're transferring it with a family member and a death, you shouldn't have to, no. They shouldn't charge you sales tax or anything. They should just move it over. Okay. Sounds good. (laughs) Yeah, this is a different deal because somebody died and you're just transferring the asset. That shouldn't be a problem. Okay. 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 This is a family member transaction. Yeah, you shouldn't have any issues. Okay. Okay. All righty. Thank you. All right, Scott. No, appreciate that. Sorry about that. You always feel bad when somebody passes on. And and I will say that sometimes you don't know when people are going to pass away. But if you do, you know, somebody's getting elderly and maybe they're not even driving any longer. It's uh, my suggestion. And I think Michael Bailey, who's one of our sponsors as well, would tell you, let's go ahead and get some of those things done now while they're still alive. They can sign the title, and all of that can be done now, uh, you're much better off getting that stuff handled prior to a death than after. Not saying it can't be done after with the things I just noted, you know, power of attorneys and so on. Yes, you can do all of that after the fact, but it is much easier to do that on the front side. Now, something else I will give everybody a little piece of advice on, whether Michael says this or not, I will tell you this. I also, you can print these off of the Department of Motor Vehicles website. I would go ahead, even if everything is all handled like I just said. If you know somebody's, you know, getting up there and or, you know, I'll use, you know, situation with my brother where he passed away from cancer and things like that, where where you know things are happening, I would personally, especially on somebody that's older, I would get two or three copies of a power of attorney from the Colorado Department of Motor Vehicles. And I would have some blanket power of attorney signed and given to whoever the executor of the will is going to be. Just get it done and signed on the front side. In case you're rummaging through things later and you find a title to something that maybe no one knows about and the person that passed away had no idea they had. Now you have a power of attorney that you could utilize to get that title transferred around and make it a lot easier than all of the other hoops you'd have to jump through Without that, just my own suggestion, been through some of these, as you can tell. It makes it much, much easier when you have all that information. Paul in Arvada, go ahead, sir. Yes, I have a Hyundai uh, Genesis sedan 5.0 2015, and uh, in January 2020, it was diagnosed. I had a trunk problem, decolet problem with that motor 
and the license plate light wasn't working. Okay. Camera, the whole harness back there, the wiring that goes through that right hinge, which was a bad design. Um, they diagnosed it, and I had like 56,000 miles on the car at the time. They fixed it temporarily, and then last October, a year ago, I had a problem with it again. They couldn't fix it. They couldn't get into all the bundling and everything. So they ordered a part, and it was under my, it was my understanding. I asked them, I said, who's covering this? You know, And they said it should be covered by Hyundai because you were under warranty at the time right. that it was diagnosed. So now I, they ordered a part in last January, and now they're getting around to put it in, putting it in, which I, I delayed it some because I'm in process of moving. Uh, and now they're thinking that I have to pay for it. Um, and I really need a little bit of advice on this because I think this is a factory defect. There is a TSB on it. Sure. Mm-hmm. I, I would agree with that. And you, do you have documentation from that other, that last visit where they said they would do it under warranty, or what did it say? They, I don't think they wrote it in the computer that way, but they do have documentation that I came in on January 20th, which would have been under warranty. Okay. Then they, I would I utilize checked, that. I just checked yeah. Force yeah, their I hand. Checked it with them on that. Yeah, force oh. their hand. Yeah, and you shouldn't okay. need to get an attorney right. or anything involved. If you don't get anything done at the local dealer level, Paul, go online, find who the next up is. Typically, it's some sort of a zone rep or somebody that's over the region or something, and make that phone call if need be. Yeah, you can always email we'll Hyundai. That's the nice thing about today's world. You can always email Hyundai directly, and typically get an answer if you had to. I hope so, because the last time I, I tried on my stereo, which was a real disappointment on the 2015 compared to my 2012, I never got a response. But uh, I appreciate it, and, and if would you suggest, uh, after maxing out that avenue, maybe just going to an attorney? If you had to, you could also. <laughs> Typically, these big manufacturers do watch this as well. You could also tweet out something about it or in facebook they don't watch as much but twitter they watch pretty closely if you don't have a twitter account start one you could tweet something out about this and typically get a response they watch social media very closely on that perfect Uh, i can i can definitely word that correctly i appreciate your help no you're very welcome yeah you should not have to pay for that paul i would not Thank you for setting me straight. You're very welcome, Paul. No, appreciate it very much. Yeah, and and this is a reminder. We've got about a minute or so left here, guys. This is a reminder for those of you that have vehicles that are under warranty, where you have anything done along these lines. So several things that you need to do. I've got enough time to do this. First of all, if you're going in for the same problem more than once, make sure the invoice or the the work order is is written exactly in the same description every single time you go in. Do not let the service advisor vary what your complaint is. The, yeah, so, yeah, the complaint statement should read exactly Air the conditioning same. not cold enough, okay? Do not let that vary. Not, not, oh, not blowing from the right vent, or it's not doing this, or it's not, no. It has to be the exact same thing every time. I have a vibration at 55 miles an hour. It has to say that every single time you go in. Because here's how the Lemon Law works in Colorado, especially, and it's within the first 12 months of ownership. Four times, same problem, written exactly the same way, with no, you know, with no fix. That's the Lemon Law in Colorado. Now, you... Typically get an attorney involved in so on when it comes to lemon laws. But point being, you want to make sure that it's all documented at the exact same time. In situations like what we just went through here with Paul, make sure that if this is something they're going to take care of under warranty and they're telling you that, that it's on a document, your invoice, 
Next time vehicle comes in, we're going to take care of this under warranty. So from a previous repair, while it was under warranty, blah, 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 blah. Because here's what the dealer has to do. They've got to show that back to their zone people to get that warranty approved because now the vehicle's out of mileage. So they need to have documentation as well. You're forcing them to do their job, which they should be, which they should be doing anyways, but you have to force that. Make sense? Yep. All right. With that, we're done for today. Larry Unger answering phones, which you appreciate. Charlie Grimes. Uh, Ken Rackley, Tech Automotive. Ken, give your number out one more time. Yeah, 303-364-3391. That's Tech Automotive, Colfax and 225, just a little bit east on the north side of the road. You can't miss him. If you go past a Chevy dealer, he's right there. But can't, can't miss it. That's right. Just almost across the street. Not quite, but almost. So if you're in that area, stop by. Sportman of Colorado is coming up next, folks, so stay tuned for that. Otherwise, I'll see you Monday back here for Rush to Reason. Have a great weekend. Again, this is Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ. 560.